Welcome back to the Zero Weakness Podcast, where we talk about how to be a better lifter, how to be a better coach, and everything in between. Make sure you subscribe and enjoy. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the <laughs> Zero Weakness Hi Podcast. Guys. Sorry. <laughs> uh, our podcast is sponsored by the lovely people at Establishment Coffee. So if you want 25% off your order and free shipping, head to establishmentcoffee.com and use the code 025. Hello, what everyone. is up, fam? Shut up. <laughs> wow. Still looking for a quote. <laughs> hey, guys. It's me, Hini, here. <laughs> All right. What are we grateful for today? Gage, what are you grateful for? Um, what am I grateful for? I'm grateful for coffee. I used to drink a lot of coffee when I was a barista. I used to have like three or four cups a day, and now I'm down to like maybe one or two a week, and I really appreciate those cups of coffee that I one have. One or two a week? Mm-hmm. I thought you have one every day. Nope. Not anymore. When did you consciously go from like daily to one or two a week? Maybe, I don't know, a couple of months ago, maybe a few months ago when it was like giving me constant anxiety. Mm. I'm like, <laughs> all right, we've got to cut it down. And now it doesn't? No, not at all. And now I really enjoy the cups of coffee that I have. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Where yeah. are you at in your coffee drinking life, James? Because I know you ebb and flow. Yeah, I, um, <clears throat> I don't really buy coffee anymore. I might, I might buy one a week. But are you still hard on the like AeroPress train? No, I'm a very I'm a convenience guy at the moment. So Makona. No, no, no. <laughs> I use a pod. I use a pod machine. Oh, yeah, yeah. On and the I, pods. Yeah, so I, I use two pods. Yeah. Remember how I used to have like about thirty nine cups of coffee a day? Yes. Yeah, wondering where all my money's gone. Um, but now I just have one at home that I make at home, and every now and again I'll go buy one. Mm. Mm, so it's good. But I'll have two pods in the morning. Uh, Do you have my old pod machine? Nah. I wonder what happened to that. That was what the white the one? one? No, mine was black. It lived here for ages. What I was remem- the other one that we had at the gym recently? That was my one. That's yours. So remember your one, we didn't, you didn't use, so you took it back, and then I brought mine in, <laughs> and then we didn't use my one either. Did I take it back? Yeah, that was one of- I thought uh, I gave it away. You might have g- given it away. it away. Yeah. It was old. But when I James brought I- his in, that was your first grievance of the week, and so we made sure every day that we would <laughs> clean it and make sure there was no <laughs> dust on it, <laughs> so we wouldn't get in trouble for not using it. Damn, the grievance! The only person that used it was Jamie when he would come in like once a week. Yeah, he's a big coffee <laughs> guy too. <coughs> mm. If that Sorry, guy gets a nick, if that guy gets a nick in one of his veins, is coffee <laughs> there's arabica beans coming straight out of it oh really does he drink a lot yeah, yeah look at him <laughs> he looks like he yeah, drinks a lot of coffee caffeine. yeah what are, what are you grateful for james me i am grateful for my health uh i feel like i said that a lot but i'm a 95 better so started running i've gone for two runs since saturday started jujitsu started doing whatever i want in the gym like lifting wise training wise so it's going good very grateful for my health very grateful for a very straightforward injury. Mm. I've yeah. never actually like, uh, I've always had like, you know, bad injuries, like Achilles ruptures and things like that, where there's a long rehab process. Mm. But this one is just a bone. So just breaks, gets better. Just time. Mm. Nice. CJ, what are you grateful for? I was going to, I was supposed to say this weeks ago, but I keep having mind blanks on this segment. <laughs> um, I'm grateful for Jess Kennedy. She gave me tickets to Origin. Yeah. And weeks and weeks, uh, like uh, literally the week before that, she, uh, I was, we were talking on the podcast about like our dream sporting events to go to. And you said and housing, Origin. Origin, yeah, was like one of my bucket list things to do. And unfortunately she was sick and then she gave me a ticket and I just drove up to Brisbane. So cool. Yeah. You, yeah. Ma- you manifested that. 
Yeah, you did. Well, the timing was really interesting because we had that reel come out and then like two days later you were at Origin. Yeah, yeah. 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 He was the people telling me like, you just said this. I was like, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's wild. If only someone would surprise me with some Salomon XT4s. <laughs> <laughs> the hidden NYC collab. Yeah. Oh, I bought the wrong size. <laughs> was that like the $1,500 pair you put up? Or yeah. $2,000 or whatever? Yeah, they're very nice. Yeah. I'd never pay that much for a pair of shoes. But they <laughs> what are nice. they, 1500 I can't remember. Something hectic. Mm. Mm. What are you grateful for, Tom, bro? Uh, I had mine when you were talking and now I've forgotten it. Vets. I'm grateful for Vets. Yeah, like the 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 unknown when you when your pets saw like when Buddy was ho- hobbling around we, and I didn't know what was wrong with him to then finding out okay it's actually a pretty simple surgery and procedure and I don't know, they just they just make you feel good every time you go in if you got a good vet yeah. um, and then Meg's Meg's dog had a, a thing on his ear and she went to her regular vet and they treated her like crap. So she went to a new vet and that new vet has made her feel very good and fixed up Jerry's ear and just vets are good people yeah. most of the time. That is, we can, uh, nice. we just, need vets. Just not those other ones that yeah, yeah, screwed yeah. over Meg the other day. So Call them out. We're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who they are. I bet they suck at squat bench deadlift as well. That's right, yeah. And Useless. They don't, they don't even twist their quads out. <laughs> like plebs. Uh, CJ, you got a quote? No. Uh Facts don't care about your feelings. <laughs> nice. Nice. Tombras. Without death, life has no meaning. Ooh, very Bridget. On brand. What do you got, sad girl? Um, I'm not sad, I'm happy. <laughs> but your quotes are always sad girl quotes. No, they're sad not. Sad girl quotes. They are not. They're like no, they're, positive. They're normally about like live life while you've got it because you're gonna die soon. <laughs> Pretty much. No, I'm just <laughs> I'm just looking up movie quotes and stuff now. But I don't know what movie is this from. But it's we all end up dead. It's just a question of how and why, and that's so depressing. That's on brand. It's that's not exactly on brand. what we just said. I was thinking how depressing it was. But no, you, that you typed in depressing it. quotes. I did not. I typed in. I typed in movie quotes. <laughs> All right. Our greatest glory is not in never falling, but in rising every time we fall. Nice. Cool. <laughs> that wasn't my quote, actually. I still hadn't found one, but I just thought it was quite miserable compared <laughs> to the rest of them. Do right. you know, well, do you while you find one, I'm going to get my shoes on screen just so <laughs> everyone can very fresh see and appreciate this week's drip. Very fresh. I like them. Big fan. Thank you. I donated the other laces to you. You're welcome. Thank you, my bro. They're going on these. Yeah, I noticed that they're not on them yet. Yeah, I know. Too late. <laughs> it's such a it's such a process. Uh, it's so it annoying. Uh, um, all right. What have we been up to, guys? What have you been up to, Wait, CJ? Bridget hasn't found her ah, quote. That's fine. <laughs> we'll just <laughs> well, roll with that up. one. Oh, yeah. It's on brand anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what have we been up to? Um, training's been good. Um, kind of slowly rebuilding. And, oh, oh, I saw the new Mission Impossible. Apparently, it's, I didn't know it's it was not out. that bad, but not that good. It's pretty Like most good. of them. Yeah, well, They're all kind of I mediocre. expected them to be, like, when I think Mission Impossible, I think, like, the Fast and Furious series, you know, just, like, outrageous. But it was actually really good. Nice. Because I saw Declan, he did his review of it, and he rated it really high, and he can be quite, um, like, strong with his reviews. And I was like, really? That good? And he's like, it's awesome. And I went and saw it in 40X, 
and nearly got thrown out of my chair. Wow. <laughs> you know Tom Cruise does most of his own stunts as yeah. well? Yeah, he did the motorbike base jump yeah. stunt himself, mm-hmm. which is wild. Which yeah. Is, yeah, insane. But you, yeah. You know me and Tom Cruise are the same height? Yeah. Also really? Wild. Yeah. Do you know that his front tooth is like in the center of his face? Yeah, I can't stop looking at it every yeah. time he told me that. They draw like a straight line down and one of his teeth is like right yeah. in the middle. Is that there because of an accident or I just... I don't think that's just how, how he was born. Yeah, wow. Scientology. Mm. Yeah. Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> that got him there. So so yeah. I, d- I didn't know that there were more than three or four Mission Impossible. There's like six, isn't there? There's, se- yeah. there's seven. now seven. I've only seen one because we did a primary school excursion, Queens Park primary school to see mission impossible 2 yeah it's the only one i've seen and i don't remember a lick of it that's so <laughs> random for a school primary school yeah excursion. i don't know why we went and saw mission impossible 2 but we did <laughs> you know you know that last day of school where those last couple of days of school where there's nothing to do so they just make you do fun they stuff they wheel the tv out on the yeah. little trolley thing and yeah. Oh, that was uh, that was Shut before up, our time. Uh, was that in color? Or? <laughs> so bad. Ironically, That's I'm so buying bad. I'm buying one of those for the Zero Pro. <laughs> what the? A wheeled TV stand because I'm sick of setting them up on tables and people kicking them and stuff. <laughs> we should get an overhead projector while we're at it, like an OHP. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, with the clear like you know, scribble on them with oh, whiteboard yeah. marker. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys it. are almost as old as me. Almost. 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 We used to, like, final day of school, we used to go to Spencer Park as well. Oh. Back when, like, kids' parks were dangerous and they had all these, like, massive flying foxes until some kid, like, broke their neck or something. Spencer Park was hectic, eh? Yeah, it was wild. I used to go to... Did you ever go to Easter Camp? I think we've spoken about this. Nah. Wouldn't have been allowed to something like that. Easter Camp was sick, CJ. They were Christian Christian camps. camps. And they were hectic. (laughs) It's Easter. And I just remember... Paramore went and played at one. Yeah. I was there for that one. And I still remember, I still remember, we used to love it because we'd go there and like, or we'd think about it, it was these, this other church called Celebration. I'm like, fuck, I can't wait to play league against those guys. And it was just the most ruthless <laughs> games of league. Mess them up in the name of God. Yeah. I, I honestly don't know what it is like when it, like we're, with Christians and like when it ever comes to sport, it get, it's so So feral. physical. It's so feral. Mm. And I'm like, one of the reasons why. But like, yeah, yeah I don't know why it gets just so... Well, like competitive. When you're a soldier of God, you <laughs> fight to the death. Yeah, right. you got to act like a soldier. It's just the on, mod- on the Oztag field. <laughs> it's the modern version of the Crusades. That's it. The Crusades. In Jesus' name. <laughs> it's a bad, right. bad, bad comparison. All right, moving on. <laughs> it's a really bad comparison. Yeah, saw that movie in 40X. That was fun. It what, was, what is 40X? I don't know. So 40X is like the seats move. They spray smoke and water and all that kind of stuff. Where was this? I feel this? like you're in the movie. Pack Fair. Pack Fair horrible. 40 It's... Yeah, it's a acquired taste. It's really fun, but like I'm a big guy and it throws me around in my seat. Yeah. Like it's insane. Like I was turning to my friend and he's like holding on. Wow. It was actually, it's really fun, especially a movie like Mission Impossible or yeah. Fast and Furious. Like it's really fun to do. How much I are we talking? Because I'm a VIP member of event. <laughs> on Tuesdays, I get it for half price. So it's like 14. Oh, sick. Yeah. So, so which means it's usually 30. You know, oh, that's so. not even that bad. No. Yeah, aren't regular mm. movies like thirty bucks yeah. these days? Yeah, depends where you go. But that Dendi Cinema, if you go after eight o'clock, they're eight dollars. Mm. And at Dendi- night, yeah. yeah. Who the fuck is watching it's movies the, that late? It's the worst. That's probably why <laughs> the promos. <laughs> it's actually the worst. Get out the movie. Yeah, it's like, it's 11, like eleven. <laughs> my, my rule, like even at home, is if if the runtime of the movie isn't going to go past like eight thirty, I don't watch it. Yeah. Because I can't watch half a movie and beyond like 8.39, I, c- I just can't take it. I won't in. start a movie past 8.30. Yeah. 
nine o'clock. Okay, so eight fifteen is okay. <laughs> <laughs> For the Hobbit uncut, like, like a three hour. <laughs> Me and Bridget have watched about fifty uh, half movies. Yeah, oh, just don't no, make I it can't, can't do it. No, yeah, no, it's, it's so not bad. It. What did we start? Oh, it was Warcraft. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, there's a Warcraft movie. Yeah, wait, yeah. is it based on the game? Yeah, yeah, sort of. It came out in 2016. It's got um, Travis Fimmel. He's Ragnar from Vikings. I've never watched Vikings. He's a hottie. He's a, I'm he not into white, like I'm not into white blokes, but he's, <laughs> he's, he's a hottie. hottie. I'm not into blokes, but he's a hottie. He looks like Jordan Brown. Um, Jordan Brown is the guy, he owns a gym called The Bar in Brisbane, and he coaches Nori Groom, who's come and done a few of our oh, comps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got the beard and like yeah. the, the slick back hair. All right. Actually, you just reminded me. Andrew Ohm. Andrew Olm, he does look like a Viking. On that note, I wanted to bring this up on the podcast. I don't know if we're allowed to. What, the the bloke thing? The hottest guy in powerlifting. Yeah, Bridget, you don't have to answer this because I don't <laughs> want anyone sliding in your DM. But I'm going to say who I think is the hottest bloke in powerlifting. I already know who it is. Everyone knows who it is. Kale Rouse. Absolutely. And um, I, I sent you that photo. Kale, you're going to be like, what the hell? But I went through like his, his profile and I found one of them flicks and he's so jacked. <laughs> but I think what makes him hot is that he's super nice. And it's, uh, yeah, 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 it's yeah. points. Yeah, it's points. CJ, don't snip at this, brother. <laughs> this is weird. But even it's not weird. Women can appreciate yeah. that other women are beautiful. Men should be able to appreciate yeah. other men. But I remember uh, Chris, I was messaging Chris Thomas and we're talking about how like they're always really nice and supporting APL and that. And the first thing he said to me was, uh, yeah, but Kale's like a god of a man. I'm like, <laughs> oh, so it's not just us. <laughs> we all recognise. Yeah. Mm. Just one of these guys that's annoyingly good at everything. Yeah. Just like gun footy player, gun on a skateboard, gun on a surfboard. Kale. Amazing mm. powerlifter. Oh, I didn't know Jacked this. as hell. Yeah. Nice ass. <laughs> did you know this as well? He's a front rower. He's a prop. No, I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. Save some wow. talent for the rest of us, brother. Yeah, that's, not, that's not fair. That's not fair at all. Uh, he's, he's doing the zero pro. Him and Chris Thomas have both signed. I was looking at the elite division list yesterday. So that'll be a good battle in the in the elite division. That's cool. Ooh. Let's go. What about you, Tom, bro? What have you been up to? Uh, just plodding along, working. We've got uh, Zero Wales is getting very close to opening. So nice. they're doing the final touches on the building works and then we get access shortly after that and uh, all our equipment is on the way. Uh, so I'll head over there sometime next month for the build and then we should be up and running early September Not is, is the plan. Very exciting. Are you going to be there for the grand opening? No, I'll, I'll go for the build and then I'll have to come straight back. We've got a bunch of comps in September um, I've got uh, a wedding to go to as well, and then we've got the Zero Pro at the end of September. So I'll, I'll just go there for the build a couple of days and come straight back. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah. Gidge, what have you been up to? Me? Um, I'm squatting again. That's probably the most exciting thing that's happening in my I life. I saw that. Yeah. You've got to fix your upper back. Well, yeah. No, no, no. I know. I'm trying not to. Neck. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it does hurt. So I'm just trying to keep it a bit looser yeah, at the moment until it feels better. Yeah. And it the, hurts when you brace that, like when you. No, it hurts when I try to keep my upper back oh, really tight. Okay. So I'm just keeping it a little bit looser at the moment till it starts to feel better. And then, mm. yeah, I'm just happy to be squatting again. And as much as I am, I thought I was going to be like super weak, but I'm. Um, Kind of around about where I was when I stopped. So. Look, look, Bridget, you don't really ever lose strength. You just lose the ability to express <laughs> you your strength. You lose the skill. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but it's not like you stopped. You've been training the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's it. And I owe it all to my Bulgarian split squats, I think. <laughs> you go hard on them. <laughs> I'm not anymore. I've, I've yeah, I made 
my 60 kilos for 10 and that's it. So. I'm pretty sure James never got 60 for 10. He got when you no, were but on he that had one train. on either side. So I, I oh, did okay. 50s. I did yeah. 60s for four. Yeah, mm. I remember that day. That was yeah, that was scary. It's pretty wild. Yeah, I've, my hips are cooked to the point where I can't do them body weight, so I don't do. Yeah, wow. I, I can do front foot elevated, but I can't do rear foot elevated. Yeah, yeah, I can't do them anymore either. <laughs> yeah, my knees are fried. I think it's from that. <laughs> from that. I was going to make a joke to Bridget. What's wrong with a loose upper back? Look at me. It's fine. <laughs> well, oh, gosh. I do one set of low bar a week and my arms are cooked for two. <laughs> what about you, James? What have you been up to? Nah, nothing really. Just like Jetson. I said, getting back into the swing things. Uh, I'll start playing basketball next week. Um, but yeah, getting back into jiu-jitsu, getting back into some running, getting back into some lifting. Um, yeah, so it's life's good. Mm. Very Amazing. enjoyable. I want to do the, me and some of the boys want to do the Western Sydney Half Marathon nice. in like 17 weeks. Do you have to run with like a, um, a stab proof vest <laughs> yeah. or anything? <laughs> Western Sydney, you're like, where are you running to? Blacktown? Don't keep, run barefoot so they can't steal your shoes? <laughs> oh, no. But I'm really excited because it's meant to be a really fast course. And um, yeah, so I haven't ran since February, March and I had my first run on Saturday. I did easy 10Ks with the boys and that was... um felt like I never left but I think it's because I was actually like exposed to way more cardio from doing jiu-jitsu yeah. so if I was doing jiu-jitsu yeah. six or six sessions a week I was doing cardio six like very high intensity hard and fast yeah. Yeah. Uh, cardio for six to seven times a week or whatever whereas when I was running it was like three to four what makes a course an easy course or a fa- sorry a fast course is it there's like more stuff around so there's less wind drag or something like that yeah so like gold coast marathon is one of the fastest courses and uh, is the fastest course in australia because it's pretty flat there are some little pieces of elevation where there's like a bridge and whatnot and uh the conditions like in the winter time the goal like you can't go wrong with the gold coast winter because it's not freezing but it's not hot yeah so the weather the environment's perfect in that sense and there's not many turns where there's some courses that, you know, there's lots of turns, there's lots of elevation. Mm. So if you're wanting to PB a race, you pick a really fast course. Yeah. So like when we used to do our 5K like time trials, we'd be like, all right, let's go run this, uh, let's go run this course this week because this is a fast, uh, what are they called? Park run. Yeah. Like this is the fastest park run on the Gold Coast kind of thing. Yeah, interesting. Mm. So the the world record for a marathon, whoever's got that, Kipchoge or whatever, mm-hmm. was that done on a fast course? So the one where he broke sub two, they they uh, controlled every single variable they could, and it, w- it wasn't a like sanctioned race. Okay. So he had like he had uh, paces that formed a V to like yes. streamline him. Uh, he had these special shoes that weren't approved by the athletics association, whatever it's called at the time. Yeah. He even had this car with a laser beam saying like, and it showed the line in front of him yeah. where he had to keep up to. So that was uh, specifically designed, and they that was on um one of the most prestigious. Bridge, you help me out. In Italy, it's a uh, Monaco. Oh yeah, Monaco. Yeah, yeah. So I was on. No, that that's yeah, that's the French. Is that the French? Movie Sorry, now? that might be. No, it's I can't remember exactly where it was, sure but it was on a really nice, uh, like pavement. Yeah. Okay. Essentially, yeah. So like a really nice course. So it was set set up for him like perfectly. Yeah. So it was uh yeah. yeah interesting. Mm. What, what were your shoes that weren't approved at the time? They were like yeah. the they were the Alpha Flies before they came out. They had because like carbon fiber in the yeah. So all carbon fiber shoes are allowed now, but at the time you could only have like a forty mil offset, or yeah, forty mil offset of the heel. But they had a higher offset, so they'd like propel you forward even more. Mm. Yeah. So those carbon fiber shoes, they're fucking they're awesome for really fast work. But if you went for like a cruisy one kilometer run, they're the worst things you could ever wear. Super uncomfy and painful, yeah. 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 So wait, let's let's change subject then. 
you made a post the other day about OG lifting shoes, mm. weightlifting shoes. Did you get much of a response? Yes. So what what's the essence of your post? Um, I think the essence of my post was more so aesthetically. Okay. Yeah, because do you agree with me? Oh, modern ones look like terrible. They look like dog shit, eh? Because yeah. you got the OG Addy Powers as well. So my Addy Powers are so old. They're 2011. They're so old they didn't exist in Australia. The only way I could get them, I had to fax a handwritten form with credit card details to the United States and wait three months for them to arrive. Yeah, that's like what? I got them when they first yeah. dropped because Addy Adidas had made some old weightlifting shoes way in the past and hadn't released one for like ten or fifteen years at the time. So Nike had the Romalios, the original ones, and there there was Doins as well, and everyone wore Doins. So Nike was trying to push them by making them like look modern, not having the wooden heel, having that plastic heel uh and then the addy powers dropped only in that orange colorway and i was like i have to have those shoes they are amazing and i've had them ever since and they're falling apart now my the the toe has completely split apart so my foot sticks out of it yeah yeah, that's like so i had the romaleo threes when they first came out and they're like really clean looking black shoe and but same thing they were they were dog shit i put them on these suck so i um sent them to my mate gave them to in new zealand that, like and you I, didn't like how they looked or i didn't they like felt? how they felt they and had, they looked like dog they shit. had a slightly higher heel than the adidas ones mm. and they were so narrow so my foot couldn't fit in them yeah so i got my adi powers off ebay for 50 dollars. oh nice because mm. yours is the second version when they brought out that colorway and I think they brought out a white one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but there are um, there's other. What was the one before the Addy Powers that was really popular? And you still see old school weightlifters wearing them. Doins. Nah, they were by Adidas too. Addy Stars. No, Addy Stars came out after the Addy Powers. Oh no, it was one before the Addy Powers. It was really popular. Yeah, I'm not sure. Mm. But yeah, no, I was more so meaning aesthetically. Yeah, because okay. so many people were messaging me like saying, uh, "Oh, the new TYRs are really good." I'm like, I'm sure they are, but nah, like the old school ones look the best. I don't like the Reeboks. Nah. I think they're the ugliest. They're the worst, especially the ones with the gold heels. No offense to anyone who wears them, but they're tr- yuck. So they were my first weightlifting <laughs> shoes, and same as you, I had to order them from. Uh, I got them from East Bay. Yeah, East Bay uh, was the goat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. they don't ship to Australia anymore, right? Uh, nah, damn, so sad. Mm. There you go, weightlifting shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, ironically, after the other day, because I've felt the the sole of the f- shoe falling off quite a bit, but now my sh- foot's actually starting to slide out of it. <laughs> oh. So I looked online at how much Addy Powers cost these days. Three hundred and fifty bucks mm. for yeah. the for the newest version, number three. This is so expensive now. I'm not spending three hundred and fifty bucks on a pair of weightlifting shoes. Are you gonna Are you gonna get the new ones? Or are you gonna try find some secondhand old ones? I don't know. I don't care about it enough. Yeah, fair enough. I'll probably just use a mat. I'm going to buy some shoes this week. Nice. I don't know what I'm getting yet. He's going to help me. Like weightlifting shoes? Nah. Just shoes? Yeah. Nice. Can you get some dunks? Yeah, she wants some dunks. Nice, nice, nice. Got to help her find a cool colorway. Yeah. If anyone's got some footwear suggestions for Bridget, hit us up. Send them through. All right. So I want to recap Strength Quest. Three. Yeah. Strength Quest 3. That we just had here in the weekend. Good comp. Very good it comp. Was. Very fun comp. Do you guys always feel invigorated after a competition? Comp days are my favorite. Mm. Yeah. It's always it's such a good vibe. But I don't know. I, I, You know, like we've been talking about this, but after doing big events like nationals and worlds and things like that, it's such a relief doing a comp just here at the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah 20 minutes to move the equipment out. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of wiring the day before. 
rock on, up on the day with half of it done and just chill out and do the yeah, rest of it. Yeah, because members in the gym have been like, oh, you must be tired after the weekend. We're like, no, that was easy. Mm, you're out of here by 4.30. <laughs> yeah. The latest. You know, so it was, good. It was a chill day. I moved the equipment a little bit further over. I bunched it up a bit more and it felt like there was a lot more room for spectators. Mm. That made that made a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was cool. I don't know why I don't usually do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, normally we only give ourselves 20 minutes in the morning yeah. to move stuff. True. All right. Who do we have? Uh, I'll start with my lifters. I got I had four lifters compete. All very new to powerlifting except... Oh, Angus Rock, Rocks was still relatively new. Um, I had Sammy Blako. Sammy Blako Johnson. Johnson Blako. Johnson Blako. Johnson Blako compete. She is... Blako Johnson. She's a bit of a weapon, eh? She is. She's so strong. So she qualified for the Zero Pro. She'll be yeah. super strong. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that lets her down is bench press because she hasn't done a lot of bench press. Yeah. Like she's been, because uh, she has like a CrossFit kind of background. Yeah. Um. So she, she's- uh, She's got that very like long arm bench at the moment. Yeah. And I was certain she was going to neck herself. I don't know how she did. Because she, she does the thing where she like holds it over her neck and then- Drops it towards her neck and then dumps it. At the yeah. <laughs> and I thought on the last one it was just going to flip back. Mm. No, that so that was a PB for her. So Sammy, uh, she actually came third overall, which yeah. is so cool. Mm. So yeah, she she came third overall. She had a really good comp. She went, what'd she go? Eight for not, uh, seven for nine, missing her third squat and her third uh, Dead. deadlift. She got all her bench. Yeah, so she killed it. She went, yeah, eight, seven for nine. Tell them where she got her soft suit from. Oh, yes. Yeah. This is so random. So she bought her soft suit on Marketplace. Yeah. She went to go pick it up. Guess it, who it was? I don't know. It was Bryce. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. No way. It's his old soft suit. <laughs> yeah. How cool was that? <laughs> Bryce. Keeping it in the family. Yeah. So, um, yes, no, she killed it. I had Alessandra Perry. Uh, her first comp, she's going to be fucking really strong too. Mm, so yeah. they yeah. both totaled 332 kilos. Nice. Um, Did they get the same total? Yeah. So cool. Ellie went, uh, what'd she go? She went seven for nine as well, missed two lifts on technicalities. I don't know if you guys could hear me screaming, wait for the rack. Yeah. I, I was literally <laughs> screaming yeah, it. Like, wait. And then she still <laughs> missed it twice. <laughs> <laughs> and she yeah. said, she's like, I could hear you. I just don't know why. And I was like, that's right. First comp. <laughs> so yeah. But so if she got her other two lifts, she would have qualified for the zero pro. <laughs> Um, but she had no desire to do the zero pro anyway. It's her first comp. She's just happy to keep building on that. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Vincent Tucker Tucker. That's yeah. another one that the ladies are <laughs> think Vinny. is very aesthetically pleasing <laughs> to look at. And he's the <laughs> nicest guy on earth. Not just he's the so ladies. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's very uh, jacked and handsome, Mr. Mate Matonga. Um, so he went seven for nine as well. Yep. Three for three on squats. Hitting 225 kilos, which since before starting here, it's 25 kilo PB. Nice. Uh, benched 162, no, 165. Hit a second mm. attempt. We went for 170. Uh, just missed it. Just couldn't quite lock it out, which is fine. He's hit it in training previously. But I think, you know, the nerves of your first competition, yeah. things like that, the adrenaline, you know, a little bit too much caffeine and things like that might have come into play. Fatigued but he did from previous lifts. Yeah, he didn't realise how tiring it was going to be. Yeah. Mm. Um, it was a quick comp as well. Yeah. So he killed it. And then he went two for three on deads, hitting two an easy 262 for a second. Like, we could have loaded, like, 267, 270. Yep. He probably would have made it, but we wanted to load like me and Tombro were talking, load 275. So it would show that he qualif- that way he would have qualified for the Zero Pro. 
Um, but he missed it. But it was a f- it was a really solid grind. He got it up to like it was pretty close, hey. Yeah, mid quad. Just couldn't lock out two seventy five. Yeah. But a six fifty two total for mm. your very first competition Amazing. after powerlifting for how long do you reckon? Six months. Do you reckon less. it's even that? I reckon yeah. it's less than that. Not very long. Yeah, nah, maybe like four months or something. Mm. Yeah, but he's fucking. He's going to be someone to watch out for. Mm-hmm. For sure. Such a nice kid as well. So he's been a pleasure to coach. And then... Um, Big Angus. Yeah, everyone's everyone's favourite. Uh, everyone's <laughs> favourite. Angus Roxburgh, the happiest guy on earth. <laughs> yeah. CJ, I don't know if you noticed this, but I saw Angus walk in and he walked in kind of smiling and you didn't even make eye contact with him, but you looked at him and your face just, you just started smiling. <laughs> yeah. started smiling and I looked at you and you're like, the happiest guy. I was like, yeah, it is. So he PB, <laughs> this guy just PBs every week. So he got a PB total of 665 and he qualified for the Zero Pro. Yes. And he was and a last minute entry too. Yeah, so he's only and worn- And wraps for like the second <laughs> time ever. Second time. Have you ever seen a recovery that good on his third attempt squat? Man, I was like, ah, oh, he's missed it. Mm. Watching it go down. Kind of didn't focus on the way up, and then he's got it. And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> he good morning, it. He, uh, <laughs> it was so good. Um, but yeah, he had one exposure to wearing wraps before that. That was the Saturday before I wrapped his knees three times. So, <laughs> so good. He still hasn't done ten squats and wraps. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> so well done, Angus. Very proud of you, brother. Can't wait wow. to see what he can do with the Zero Pro. Shot, man. Mm. We had a we had a few other Zero lifters compete. A few from Brisbane, uh, Bodie from here. Uh, competed as well uh, they all did really well so good job to all the zero lifters uh, that maybe we don't coach directly but um uh, jamie had a, a lifter that he looked after uh yeah everyone crushed it it was a great day yeah mm. it was it was awesome yeah, yeah. any uh anything oh a bit, I, I got a lot of messages about the toilets <laughs> oh what about oh, it oh yeah well done guys well we, look, we looked after them yeah, yeah. it was a oh, lot better okay. mm. a lot better than normal yeah very yeah. pleased you know what? Yeah. I've one. I've one thing that I wasn't very impressed with at the comp. Sorry. No. So, someone fucking. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I sound quite angry about this, but he couldn't put his knee sleeves on. He was wearing those Inza ones, whatever. Yeah. So, his handler, his coach, or whatever, grabbed cutlery from the kitchen. Our cutlery. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. So he grabbed one, and I let it go, and then he grabbed another one. I was like, "Don't fucking use that cutlery. That's disgusting." Yeah. Put some wraps on if you're going to struggle to put knee yeah. sleeves on like that. Wait, yeah. how do you use cutlery to put sleeves on? I don't know, but that pissed me off. Up. Yeah. But these are the gross. same people. These people that are doing this to get knee sleeves on are the same people that are saying yeah. wraps are fucking bad. I saw them <laughs> I saw them grab a fork and I was like, oh, I must be having some lunch. And then I saw them fiddling around with the knee wrap, knee sleeve and I'm like, oh, i got to go commentate, whatever. I uh, didn't think much of it. I didn't realize they kept going with it. Mm. Yeah. Grabbed another one. I was like, yuck. Go, No. Put some neat, there's some lily bridges on the wall. Go put them on. <laughs> what on. if they just, what if we didn't see and they put it back in the drawer? Yeah, oh, I, 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 so I know, like, I'm not actually upset about it. It's the competition. It's, you know, you make some silly choices at comp and, they, like, they were like, oh, sorry. Like, it was dumb. They, they not. I tell you the weirdest thing about comps. There's always a biscuit on the floor. Yeah. yeah. Like there's always a crushed wa- up biscuit. Yes. There's always a biscuit on the floor somewhere <laughs> that's yeah. that's been stood on. Yeah. And I don't know why. Yeah. And I, I don't mean like a cracker or a chip. There's always a biscuit. Mm-hmm. Like there's often crackers and chips, but for some reason there's always a biscuit. And normally it's just one lone biscuit. Yeah. So true. whoever's coming to my comps and putting a biscuit, <laughs> biscuit and, and then power stomping it, <laughs> just 
It's not necessary. <laughs> Do you know what I like as well, though, about comms? I just walk around and there's always lollies everywhere. I'm like, ooh, going to try that. Oh, yeah, I'm a cereal pest for stealing people's food. Yeah, Buddy yeah. had a field day Monday morning when he came in here, <laughs> sniffing around on the floor, eating old crackers and stuff yeah, before eating, I the floors. Eating the biscuits. <laughs> Clean it up for us, eh? Speaking of Tom Brady, you just mentioned, you know, biscuits. <laughs> so we just had APL Strength Quest 3. You told me something really cool about APL the other week. What are your thoughts on Scotch Fingers? I love them. I love them. We used to call them share mickeys when I was a kid. Into oh. <laughs> oh, stop. I thought that was the cool thing about APL. We're bringing in Scotch Finger Division. Yeah. There's enough divisions. Why not add another yeah. one? No, you uh, you did some, uh, you brought up the fact the other week about powerlifting in Australia in general. That we've got the most um, comp- active competitors. Yeah. It's yeah. So cool. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, we're winning 2023, which is which is really cool. Mm. So yeah, we're, that's uh, amazing. I think that's awesome. So if you don't want to be fucking deadlifting on a basketball court at Nationals, <laughs> no, it's, uh, the thing come I, to APL. The thing I find interesting is like pe- people will always vote with their feet, right? People will always go where it's most appealing. Uh but th- there's still some things that tie people to certain things. And I don't just mean federations in general. This is just like a, whether it's tied to a certain coach or a certain gym or a certain activity, whatever. But it's really weird when you see people nonstop hate on what they're currently doing and do nothing about it. Mm. Literally one step away. So if you're not happy with your current federation, just change. Like there's there's options out there for you. And that, that applies to people in APL. If you don't like it, go somewhere else. There's plenty mm. of options out there for you. What we're trying to do with APL is create, create a really inclusive environment where you can have a say and we will listen to you and we're constantly forging the shape of the federation uh, in the form of what our lifters want. Mm. Like we're, we're really trying to listen and build a federation that's truly for the lifter, not just saying it for the sake of it. Mm, no, that's, that's really it. cool. That's what I always say to people: like, it's literally for the lifters. Mm. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, I, you, like you said, I really don't understand how people support these other corrupt, uh, shitty federations that don't offer anything. In, that I don't think offer that's anything r- in terms of value. <laughs> that's a really savage statement. <laughs> <laughs> they do suck. Yeah. <laughs> they do suck. <laughs> no, I think like it, in pal- bro, they, they had to put their deadlifts down gently in the warm up room at nationals. <laughs> it was on a basketball court. <laughs> That's getting very specific. <laughs> yeah. very, these other federations. <laughs> getting very specific now. Um, yeah, I think in powerlifting in, in Australia as a whole, we do a really good job. Uh, and yeah, if you're not happy, find someone that does a better job. Look, I wouldn't mind competing in basketball court. I like basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I like basketball. <laughs> nah, all right. That's Bro, it, is it, it is a hard challenge though. Like, I mean... You guys know everywhere we've gone so far to do a meet outside of this gym, flooring has been the issue. Yeah, <laughs> like it is. Yeah, it's a challenge when you got deadlifts versus whatever floor you're on. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, like uh, they there was a like I heard it was a great event. I'm just being so yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just being henny. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, I wanted to actually talk about today on like the topic for today's uh podcast. I want to double down on a post you just did recently, Tombro. Yeah, I wanted it to create a bit more discussion, but everyone supported me. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to light some fires and for people to be like, no, that's not right. But everyone was pretty much just like, oh, I've got a question. Can you help me out with? I'm like, oh, get angry. <laughs> hate, hate me, please. Hate Someone. It was, a, it was a photo of him and uh, Joseph Whitaker, And he said, uh, let me bring it up. I said, these are the beliefs that have basically built my entire coaching brand on and the brand is zero. And then it was a list of things that 
could spark controversy and I worded it very specifically to be able to tell people why. I worded it without context. So I said, knees caving in on squats is bad. Back surrounding on deadlift is bad. Uh, shoulder position, back and down, something about that. You know, you need to have stable shoulders for bench press. Um, low, low frequency is better than high frequency. Specificity only matters when it does. Specificity only matters when it does. And did I say something about deloads or did I leave deloads yep. out? Yeah, Just no, you said active proact- deloads. Uh, proactive reloads. Uh, deloads are, are better, better than, than reactive. Mm. Yeah. And I, so like the whole point of that conversation was to get people to emotionally respond and be like, no, 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 knees can cave in on squats. And then to sort of illustrate the point that in that person's head, they've created their own gold standard and there is a good and there is a bad. And they're arguing their point of good or bad from their perspective without considering why I'm saying that it's good or bad. So for me, when I say knees caving in is bad, most people will go, no, it's perfectly safe. We've shown studies where the knees can cave in. Who cares? I don't, I'm not talking about safety. I'm not saying knees caving is unsafe. I'm saying it's bad in the sense that it showcases a power leak in the system that's going to have upstream and downstream effects that are going to be negative towards expressing more strength. That's all I'm talking about. It's not the strongest way. And it's not the strongest way according to my gold standard that I believe. And you can't argue me out of that unless you can showcase that my gold standard is wrong. And until I have adequate evidence to show me that my gold standard is wrong, I'm not going to change my mind. I think people are too scared to argue with you now because you just, you know how to come back with the right answer and you're very articulate. They probably also knew mm. that I crafted that specifically so I could make them look wrong if they yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Bin, bin Polkov's response was, uh, was really good. <laughs> um, knees caving in on squats is bad. All right. Bridget, is knees caving in on squats bad? Yes. As if I would say it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, say no. <laughs> Let's talk about it, Bridget. Twist your quads away. Hold that tension all the way down, all the way back up. <laughs> Very nice. All right. Do I think it's bad? Knees caving on squats. Do I think it's bad? No. Do I think it's a good way to squat? No. So am I on the... Well, so it's bad in the sense that it's not the best way to squat. Yeah. 100%. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. You're not going to fucking explode if your knees cave in. Yeah, that's right. People Do- act like it's the end of the world. Does it happen? Yes. Am I going to get angry if it happens? No. It's mm. like bad. you have to have these like defined parameters, but you also have to have a level of acceptance that there's going to be breakdowns. There's going to be stuff to consistently work on. It's not the end of the world, that kind of thing. But we have to have an idea. If we're just like uh, close enough is good enough, we'll never be the best. Mm. And I'm training people to be the best. I'm building this brand to be the best. Like it's, you have to have really, really, really clear gold standards, parameters, um, standards to work towards. Otherwise, you'll only ever get close enough. Rounded backs on deadlifts are bad. You'll only ever get Facebook ready. <laughs> Facebook ready is a term like if you can take a photo and put it on Facebook and be like, here's the gym, but there's like broken equipment or whatever, but it looks good in a photo, that's Facebook ready. Oh, I like that. I don't want to be Facebook ready. You want to be gas station ready. <laughs> 365, baby. <laughs> CJ, rounded backs on deadlifts, are they bad? Um, I don't think so. I don't think it's a good thing. I don't mm. think it's something you should intentionally practice, but it happens. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, mm-hmm. like your back's not the most like it's not it it, it has flexion in it like mm. it's your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you gotta yeah. But I don't I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. But I I wouldn't be like you should 
strive for a, a bent back when you deadlift. <laughs> Do you know what I really liked? I really liked uh, Shiro's analogy that he posted the other day on his Instagram story. What was that? What was it? About like, um, you know, we're, we've uh, got a lot of moving parts, whatever, but like a drag. So we used a drag car as an analogy. Oh, yeah, yeah. A drag car's really good at going fast. really fast in one direction, one, one direction only. But if you need to turn, they can't turn kind of thing and uh, oh, you'll have to go back and look at it but it was really cool and it kind of summed up like how we like approach or like, the systems that we use mm. um, oh, I just thought it was a really good summary I don't know where I'm going mm. with that but yeah Shara's post was really cool about that he shared your reel as well you see that yeah, yeah. Mm. I like that one yeah, getting recognised baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah shout out CJ uh, but um, oh yeah so actually I had some really cool points about that reel before we uh, keep going yeah, on. Yeah, go. So I we, we, I did a reel about powerlifters, how they think they can predict the outcomes and things like that. And Jamie Timms shared it and he messaged me. I'm going to read out what he said because it was actually a really cool uh, response. So Jamie messaged me saying, was literally thinking about this this morning. Super weird thought process in brackets to me. And I, I said back to him, I think it's also to do with a lot of people who participate in powerlifting have never really experienced any other sport and their only real exposure is what they see on Instagram, therefore skewing their expectations even more. Uh, and he goes, that's what I feel. You become well conditioned to losing playing sport. You also compete far more frequently. Yeah. I was like, that's literally perfect. Yeah, wow. Mm. Mm. Never really that's thought so of it like true. that. Because, you know, like let's say uh, I played rugby league growing up. How many games rugby league do I play a year? I don't know. Representative stuff, whatever. Um, but, you know, you you win just as much you lose just as much as you win mm-hmm. and like like you said you get far more conditioned to it it's not the end of the world yeah, yeah. but in powerlifting it's like for some people it's like oh I competed shit that's I'm done yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. okay do you yeah. think because strength training is such a slow process people have to put such well, a huge amount of time into because working towards one competition in a year a hundred percent because that's what it is it's the constant exposure to sport uh like team sports and things like that where you are competing every single week mm. so if you lose one week it's like ah shit we're gonna try win next week mm. mm-hmm. but with powerlifting it's like yeah you've trained 12 15 weeks for this one specific day you spent all your time putting all your eggs in one basket managing your nutrition managing your training sleeping hydrating literally doing everything you can to express your best strength slash performance on one particular day and if one thing goes wrong it's like fuck i don't have another day where i can rectify this for another i don't know six months three months whatever Mm -hmm. yeah and the i think another layer to this is we we actually did a whole peak speak on this this week um is that powerlifting has a really late inflection point so it it's quite easy to get good at very quickly and so you're so emotionally invested in everything going your way for a long mm. time before it doesn't. Yeah. So like you don't you don't stop making progress and getting better uh, until like a year or two, maybe even three years down the track. Whereas if you go out and start playing rugby, you get hit in the first game. You might even lose the first game. You might lose the first 10 games. You, you're taught that you're going to fail very early on. Uh, a lot of people come into powerlifting, have win after win, don't fail many lifts in training, do pretty good at comps keep making consistent progress for a little while until things get a bit more technical. And then it's like, I'm not made for the sport. They haven't developed that mental conditioning to be like failing is part of the process. Uh, And I think that's quite unique to powerlifting. So as soon as someone has a bad day, if they're at that point, it's like tipping point for them. It's just the end of the world. Mm. Another good point. uh, Ben Cray from New Zealand. Yeah. He's a fucking monster, by the way. He, uh, He also said to me, 
that's why sport for kids is so good. Learning to lose young, understand pressure, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah, I was like, that's so true because yeah. we don't have any. Uh, uh, is there there is an age where you can start competing in powerlifting? Uh, most federations allow people to compete at any age, just mm-hmm. as a guest lifter. Yeah, um, and some federations have youth divisions, so we're introducing a youth division of um, fourteen and under uh, in the new rule book. Yeah, cool. Because there's so many like 13, 14 year old kids that compete with yeah. APL that don't get recognized for anything. They just yeah. lift. Uh, so I think that's cool. Mm. That's cool. Oh, on that, we're going to work on something. Uh, Khan Stevenson does a really good job of this up at Mackay. The kids development Junior program. Development, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to do something here as well. Nice. Yeah. So if anyone knows any young powerlifters that want to learn how to powerlift and strength train and. Should get yeah. Boris in on that. Yeah. He'll definitely be. Yeah. What it, Bo- well, Khan will talk about it. I know you guys have a call later in the week or something. Um, they have like junior champions as well, like the kids that have been doing it a while, like Boris, that become like mentors for the other little kids. Oh, that's, that's it. awesome. Because it's one thing for us to say, you're doing a great job, but to have those like model examples of kids that have actually mm. done it for a little while and are pretty good at it. And yeah, Boris is really good to look at up it. To. Um, what do you think of participation medals? All of you. I, I'm talking about kids' sport, like forget powerlifting for a sec. But the idea of like everyone wins something. Uh, maybe I'm old school, but not into it. Nah. No, Why? Not a fan. I don't know. I'd never had it when I was a kid. It motivated me to try harder. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I definitely got part. I've still got some like mm. participation medals for being in a tournament. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I, nah, not a fan. Because same thing. Well, I, so I just remember to you guys. You guys probably think I'm actually pretty good at everything. Like, not trying to sound like a wanker, but I get relatively good at whatever yeah. skill I, whatever I'm trying to get into. But my first year of soccer, I was the worst in the team. Mm-hmm. My second year of soccer, I was the best in the team and got player of the year. This was when I was six, seven years old, ever. And I just remember, I was like, fuck, I suck. And what, I just remember. What club? Crushers United. Oh, damn. The yeah. United boys. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> and I just remember all I did was, I remember, like, because I was like, oh, I suck. So all I did was practice. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. That could just be me. But no, I, I'm not a fan of participation mm. awards. CJ. Yeah, I, I'm totally on board. I agree. Same same deal. I, I think it's important to know that you've got to earn something and strive towards it. Imagine if I came to work, Thomas, and did a shit job every single day, and you're like, <laughs> brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's what a paycheck is anyway. <laughs> can you can you cut that part out? <laughs> Do you know what I mean though? Like yeah, I, I no, I don't think so. Yeah, no, I, I'm not into them at all. Like Daniel and I are constantly talking about finding strategies to reward and powerlifting um what how am I trying to put this? Reward and powerlifting uh, competition, it's mm. a, and and it's hard sometimes because like if you are an obscured in an obscure division, and you're the only one that's got the guts to show up on the day, and you're the only one you know maybe you're in an older age division or a really young age division or whatever, uh, why should you be withheld from an award? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like th- that doesn't make sense either. Um, but sometimes those awards can feel like participation awards. So like when we were part of the IPL and we ran Worlds last year, almost every single person that competed got some sort of medal. Uh, And so we're we're consistently trying to strive to create competition within divisions so that there are multiple lifters that don't win awards so it doesn't appear to be uh, an easy win because that's not – competition is about competition. Mm. Like competition – is rewarding competition creates drive because there is the opportunity to lose. It's exactly my quote 
You know, mm-hmm. that life is pointless without death. Winning is pointless without losing. For, mm-hmm. everyone, mm-hmm. for everyone wins, what's the point? Yeah. There's no mm-hmm. such thing as competition. It's just a lifting day. It's it's cool that you actually mentioned this because it just reminded me. So in jiu-jitsu, what they do is if there's no one in your category, they merge you with another category. Mm. And I think that would be a cool thing to do. Let's just say there's only one M1 lifter and there's one M2 lifter. All of a sudden, they get merged together into the same category. Yeah. And how how does that me. like... How does that get recognized and reconciled? Like, if you show up to Jiu Jitsu comp, the only other person that shows up is CJ. Mm. Do you guys get merged? Yeah. Wow. And you're the same belt. Wouldn't he destroy you? Nah, because Jiu Jitsu's Jiu Jitsu's very weird like that. Like, yeah, someone can be physically stronger and more dominant, but Jiu Jitsu is such a. I, I don't even know how to explain it without sounding like one of those jiu-jitsu nerds that think jiu-jitsu is better than everything. But when you watch a really good jiu-jitsu practitioner, it doesn't matter what size they are at all. It's crazy. Okay, ignore that then because mm. I wasn't expecting there to be a way out. Um, <laughs> I, I guess my – because I, I like the concept. Mm. I would rather there be a giant competition. It's why I like overall stuff. Mm. That's why at, at our local meets, like if we did weight class divisions for – uh, if we did weight class and raw, classic raw, blah, 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 uh, I don't meet on the weekend. Everyone wins a medal. But when it's overall, uh, and let, let's be real, especially at local competitions, when you've got a local co- competition with 30 people, there's guaranteed to be a big mix of weight classes and genders. And so it just dilutes it. Like I'd, I'd much rather go overall mm. and actually create some value behind winning that trophy uh, because – Honestly, I mean, it's a it's a cheap plastic trophy. Mm-hmm. It's all it is. There's no glory. There's pride. There's like, and we're not trying to downplay this, but if we just water it down so that every comp, everyone wins a medal, that's the ultimate watering down of the sport. Yeah. So yeah. I guess my question to you is then, let's say we have that scenario and we have five people in solo divisions. How do we blend them fairly? Is it by something like dots? Mm. I, I think that's what I think maybe is something we should work towards because mm. I really like the idea of it. It might be harder for powerlifting, but I do really like the idea of merged divisions. Yeah, no, I think mm. it's fucking sick. If we can work out a way to do it fairly, it could be a, a, a huge point. Like I'm I'm literally going to, after this conversation, give Daniel a call and flag it with him. And then if there's legs to it, we can put it to all the meet directors and then out there to the members as well. Uh, but th- that's, I mean, it's a prime example. We, we constantly need to find ways to innovate and, and make these things better. That's why I'm doing the Zero Pro the way it's structured with dots. Such a great idea. Trying to to forge competition so we can have a flight of various shapes and sizes of people that are all very competitive against each other because they're in that same bracket. I'm I'm very excited for the Zero Pro, by the way. But long story short, we all vote no to participation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm curious because I I feel like it's a, a pretty widely accepted argument that participation medals aren't the way forward so i wonder why they're such a a prominent Mm. thing yeah but do you know i understand it for like you know kids everyone gets something whatever keeps them coming back it's like it can also be a marketing thing where it's like you're trying to bring them back and keep them in the sport kind of thing Mm. but um what i like about like the nrl there's other awards like this is something we might be able to implement as well yeah things like the uh you know like I forgot the name of the award, but there's like community man of the award or so that can be given to someone at a meet who, you know, who gives back to the sport, who's a valued member of the sport kind of thing. There could be awards where it's like uh, the lifters favorite, you know, people's choice award yep. and things mm-hmm. like that. Cause you know, when we're at meets, we know who everyone loves. So that's interesting. You bring that up because the IPL has that in the rule book. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously we're, we're breaking away from the IPL, but before I took over, um, sorry, before Daniel took over, 
John used to do that at every comp. Mm -hmm. There was always a, um, uh, I think they had a ref's choice award and maybe a lifter's choice. I can't remember what they they did. There was always two extra awards uh, that were that were not part of the competition. And Shero at his novice comps, correct me if I'm wrong, Shero. Not that you can actually not here, uh, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he just picks him and his staff pick one, two, and three. Nothing to do with the weightlifted. That's cool. See, this is my argument. I love the concept, but I feel like a novice comp is teaching you about powerlifting and powerlifting is teaching you about lifting. That's mm -hmm. why I haven't done it here. However, I like co the combination of the two, so maybe we can do this at our next comp. Let's still keep the first, second, third overall, but maybe we do bring in like a um, a referee or a staff choice award. They did mm. it up in Cairns at their comp I went to two weeks ago. Uh, they they At the end, we all got together, all the officials, and we picked uh, a best male and best female I can't remember what it was. Lifter's choice. Uh, I, they called it something anyway. It was Do you base it on like how entertaining they were as a lifter, or like? I mean, we—that's the cool thing. We get yeah. to decide what it means. Yeah, so we, for, yeah. for me, it would be like not necessarily entertainment, but how they conducted themselves, how yeah. they treated the staff. Um, did they enjoy the day? Did they give their best effort? Did they grind hard? You know, it's just nice. like. The attributes that we think make a great powerlifter. Yeah, that's cool. I really like that idea. Mm. I, I thought of this as well. Like minus, minus the strength. <laughs> like, <laughs> there could be like an uh, I don't know. This is sorry, CJ. You can edit this out if you want, but there could be like a Matt Ward uh, award, like mm. a Matt Ward trophy, mm. just in memor uh, in commemoration of Matt Ward. Rest in peace. Like you know, because he support. He was a big supporter of APL. Always yeah. brought people mm. to APL comps, and he was always such a happy bloke in yeah. the back uh, in the warm up room, helping people. So I always thought of that. I was like, that would be cool. Yeah, well, they do it. War trophy. They do it at Pro Roll with the um, Greg Gordon Award. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. There's, there's no reason why we can't do that sort of stuff. So if, if people are keen for it, we'll do it. Absolutely. All right. Um, you know what I really like? I like the trophies that like the name gets put on and then it gets brought back to the comp and then goes to the next person for mm -hmm. a year. It's just so hard to coordinate. Yeah. yeah. Zero Pro. We're we doing a belt. Well, we can. That'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> I caught someone selling fake SBD belts. On a, a buy sell exchange, a powerlifting buy sell exchange <laughs> Australia page the other day, and I called him out. Oh my god! Fake, Fake SBD belt. Yeah, that's. It. I was meaning yeah. more like a wrestling belt. Yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. Mm. So the reason I said that is because I went to his page and saw that he was selling a bunch of wrestling belts as well, and I'm like, oh, this guy's just getting stuff from like China or Taiwan or whatever. Uh, and so I called him out, and I'm like, are you sure these are real, bro? And someone said, someone replied to it and said. I think they're pretty cheap for what they are. I'm like, that's because they're 100% fake. <laughs> Nobody buy this shit. Do you know what? I want to see what the belt's like because your boy can't afford 450 for his belt. Oh, man, they were selling them for 150. It was a steal and they looked pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that could be a new thing, Tom, bro. They're definitely Fugazi. Zero belts. Fugazi. You know, this happened in Australia. So the Titan distributor like 10 years ago, um, he got the Titan distributorship and what he did he got a bunch of Indian belts uh, and put a Titan logo on them and sold them as Titan belts. So there were there's, there's people still wear them. Uh, there was a whole bunch of these fake Titan belts floating around and then he got called out and it was, yeah, a big debacle. Yeah, wow. Yeah, wild. That is wild. Mm. Um, should I keep going with this? Double downing on your post, Tom, bro? Or should we get into some questions? Nah, we're pretty much done. Let's, did you get any questions? Got a few questions. Let's see. I don't know how Instagram stories work, but like the zero page is a big following, but the stories don't get a big viewership. I think it's the reshare stuff. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not into the algorithms. 
Yeah, I don't understand it either. All right, got a few questions. Uh, first one, Jacob Funstein, the man, the king. How much do we need to total to get on the podcast? <laughs> also, when does Daryl get on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Daryl's not coming on the podcast. Uh, Daryl's got to make it past the boss first. <laughs> uh, um, Daryl will have a good story. Yeah, he would. Yeah. Fuck, he'd have a good few stories. Oh, I'll just have to <laughs> mute him every now and again. <laughs> we love Daryl, by the way. Um, Jacob Funstein. I wouldn't be opposed to getting Big Jacob on here. He's got a pretty cool story to tell, how he got into powerlifting, and now he's so heavily invested in it. Yeah, nice. Mm. Don't take that as you're coming on the podcast, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll put it to the powers that be. Okay, everybody. <laughs> um, Mikey V, are muffins and cupcakes the same thing, and the difference is just the icing? They're definitely not the same no, thing. No, they're not the same thing. I think muffins are a bit denser. And cupcakes are literally that. They're cake. Mm. It's a sponge Ooh. cake. Yeah. Because cupcakes don't have the crispy top. Yeah. Cupcakes, I'm pretty sure, don't have a rising agent in them. Mm. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, I think they do. Maybe they're risen before the cooking process. I don't know. No. My mum used to make cupcakes all the time. I always just thought a cupcake was a smaller version of a muffin. No. No, definitely not. Really? It's cake. And muffins aren't cake. Yeah, muffins more bread. Yeah. yeah. What no, the fuck? They're, they're all dense, chunky. Mm. Uh, Mikey V, how's Buddy doing? Great. He's, He's sleeping. Sleeping He's right sleeping now. On the couch. <laughs> He's doing his rehab. He's doing stair walks. Aww. Oh, is he? Yeah. You should feel the difference in the size of his legs later. His his gammy leg is like a third of the size of the yeah, other. Yeah, I was having a look at it the so other day. So we got to build some muscle back. What a pleasant little man. He is. Look at his face. The people's dog. Everyone yeah. loves Buddy. Um, proudest personal achievement. Tom, bro. Proudest personal achievement. Zero. Yeah, you've nailed it, brother. Thanks for employing us. <laughs> <laughs> CJ? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Because we did, last week we did, like, Sp best sporting. sporting. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I actually can't pin it down to one. It's a hard question. Mm. It's a very hard one. Zero is just a cop out for me because it's the first thing that came to my head. I got ducks of my school. Is that so really like your proudest personal that achievement? That was a pretty big achievement. Oh, nice. Yeah. I don't know that you that that you went to school. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you had school back then. <laughs> ducks is pretty impressive. That's yeah. Wow. I didn't know you were a genius. <laughs> I'm not a genius. <laughs> to get ducks is pretty. <laughs> oh, so I don't know what that is. What does That's that mean? Like, ducks is like, like valedictorian. It's like, like you're the smartest. In the oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like Damn. you're smartest in school. So, yeah, that's probably my proudest achievement. That's or my wild. parents' proudest achievement. What school did you go to? Uh, St. Joseph's. In Toowoomba? No, this was in Mungandai. 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 Uh, my proudest personal achievement. I think I said this last week. Sporting one, but playing for New Zealand. For New Zealand but now that I think yeah. about it, doing the haka, doing kamate, that's pretty fucking cool. You only do kamate if you play for New Zealand. Nice. So wearing wow. that silver fern and doing kamate was pretty fucking sick. That's, that's awesome. Cool. Mm. Um, biggest struggles you faced as coaches? I've got one that comes to mind straight away. Uh, when Lemuel Shanti, he's so strong at the moment, by the way. Mm, yeah, he's killing it. Pulled 200 for three on a stiff bar. That's 3.5 times body weight. And he does. He pulls sumo. 
So I can't wait what he does. He's competing at uh, Melbourne Strength Coaches so USAPL. You're Cole. saying that he competed, did that 200 conventional? Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah sick. Uh, so I'm going to use him as an example. Like when he finally came over to me for coaching and then our first meet together went three for nine or four for nine. That was pretty fucking disheartening. I felt like as a coach, I've never encountered something like that. Yep. I was like, wow, like this guy could leave me. Like he's got every right to, like, you know, he's really good. He took ownership for his own performance and things like that. But he went three for nine. Like that's pretty fucking, Yeah, that sucks. So hard. I remember that. I was like, what do I even say? Mm. Mm. Mine is definitely just communication and, and empathy. Like I'm not, uh, it, it's been a skill that's taken me 11 years to really hone in how to talk to people and how to have real conversations and, just understand what people need communication wise. Cause I've, I've like growing up, I didn't really talk to anyone and it's just not something that comes natural to me. I'm not a, I'm not good with people. I understand puzzles. I understand problem solving and the problem solving aspect of understanding people is just a really, really unnatural thing to me. It's like, it's like trying to write with my left hand. Uh, and so for me, it's been the thing that I've had to work the hardest on as a coach um, and I feel like I'm pr- getting pretty good at nailing it, but it's taken a very, very long time. You're really good at that now. Yeah. If I was to compare you to the Tombra I knew six years ago, it's a different person. Yeah, and like minus a few years off that, to mm. with the Narang gym days, I literally had no idea how to talk to people at all. Like it's just forcing myself to be in this environment every day for 11 years. It's pretty much the only way I could have learned it. Well, well done, brother. You've, uh, you've And therapy and medication. You've done, <laughs> you've done really well to work on that skill. Um, Gitch. Um, I know we've touched on this a lot, but mine's the whole imposter syndrome thing. Mm. Yeah, I've been at this job for nearly two years now and it's still very present in my day-to-day coaching life, but I'm learning to be more proud of my achievements as a coach now and start to believe in myself a bit more. And yeah, we'll get there. I think the biggest advice I can give is that you have to accept that it's never going to go away. Yeah. I still get it. Yeah. Uh, but you get much better at dealing with it as you leave behind you a trail of evidence to show you that you're not who you tell yourself you are. Yeah. I feel that. I got that the other day. Someone called me a highly regarded coach. I was like, oh, that made me feel so funny. And, you know, it made me funny that they were sharing that to other people. Mm. And I was like, no, but you just said this. I'm starting to leave evidence. Like I'm you're leaving a trail coach. of... Uh, people don't say that without evidence. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, I still struggle with that. Every Man, day. I got a Facebook memory today of of nationals in 2016. It was the biggest nationals in Australia to that point. And I coached, I think it was like 70% of the male weight class winners. Like first place, it was just, I listed all the lifters and what they placed. And it was just like first, 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 first. And overall in the whole competition uh, and a bunch of female first places as well. Uh, and it was like the first time I took a team of over 20 to a comp. And I remember... I remember specifically in that year we did like a, a, we used to do big banquets after the comp. I remember sitting there being like, I can't do this. This is, I'm not any good at this. I've like completely dominated the coaching space at that competition. And I'm like, I don't think I'm cut out for this kind of thing. Like, I thought you were going to turn around and say that was the moment you realized, nah. that, you know. <laughs> 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 yeah, fuck. Crazy. And that was in 2016. Nah, yeah. And you get really blind to that stuff. And mm. so now I can look back at it and be like, that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing all yeah. right. I feel, I feel that. Like I get some people messaging me and asking me and they're people that I looked up to when I first got into the space. I'm like, fuck, they're messaging me. Like, mm. 
did you listen? Why do you listen to me on the mm, podcast? Yeah. Like, to me, like, they're still, I won't say their names, but they're still like, to me, they're still up here. Yeah. And they're messaging me. And I'm like, fuck, that's crazy. That's cool. Um, Nino. Nino Miguel. What's Miguel. Nino's real last name again? Nino Lasiste Miguel, the man, the king. With 16 to 7 year olds hitting 300 kg plus, becoming regular, what's powerlifting going to look like in 5 to 10 years? <laughs> Let's just clarify. There's deadlifting 300 plus, but they're squatting and deadlifting 140. So, uh, <laughs> squatting and benching, squatting 140, benching 100. So, I you don't have anything to worry about with your squat, brother. <laughs> yeah, Nino's the king. But um, I do. That's look how strong everyone is now. Mm. Yeah. Oh, but see, see, I, I don't, I don't. You have to not be blinded by big lifts, mm -hmm. uh, because all that matters is what people do on the platform. And I feel like there are, there are definitely more freaks that we're noticing. That's just the nature of a sport growing. You you unlock more freaks, uh, but I, I, I really don't think that the average. TikTok lifter that has a massive deadlift and that's it is a threat to powerlifting. They're not going to be the ones that win powerlifting comps. Mm -hmm. uh, so when you see that that teenager deadlifting 350, whatever, I think it's really cool that someone's trained themselves to be able to do that. Uh, but that's not powerlifting. Powerlifting is squat bench deadlift on the platform without straps, <laughs> with, with a lockout. <laughs> um, and uh, a lot of them just don't do that. And like, there's a purpose, right? Like, you can be a huge deadlifting kid on on TikTok or Instagram, make a shitload of money out of it. Power too. Keep doing that. Nothing is that at all. But I don't think it's a threat to powerlifting. Um, things you like and dislike about training powerlifters versus people doing other sport. Um, I'll start. If I train people, if I do some G, uh, like you know GPP stuff with some athletes in here, they're very. Uh, they're very, they're not in control. They're not so, um, they've got no emotional attachment to the training. Mm. So I really like that about them where they just come in. They're like, sweet, I need to do the work. I just got to come in here, train hard. So when I say that, like when I say that in, terms to uh, in comparison to powerlifters, powerlifters are very neurotic about their training. They're mm. very emotionally attached mm. to it. Like this is their identity. So I do like that about training people that aren't powerlifters. When they come in the gym, we do our session. They just go hard for an hour, walk out here like it never happened. Yep. Come in again, do the exact same thing again. They don't think about how they hit it last week. They don't think about the numbers that they did last week. They don't think about anything. Just whatever I say, it's like, sweet, I'm going to do that. Whereas powerlifters, some powerlifters might have some, you know, backlash. Oh, am I going to accumulate too much volume in this session? Uh, will this affect my training? It's not a bad thing either, but yeah. I'm just trying to cherry pick some comparisons that uh, yeah. stand out to me. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me, I, and and you know my my wheelhouse is powerlifting. I've trained a few pretty decent level sporting people over my time, but the biggest thing to me is exactly what we're talking about before, in terms of conditioning to losing, like sporting people, which pretty much what you were touching on, that removal removal of emotional attachment. They're just okay with failing. Um, like a, a, an example that's right in front of us all the time is rider. Like mm. Olympic weightlifting, you fail every session, yeah. <laughs> and you fail multiple times every session. So when he comes in and has a, a and granted, Rido is one of the most chill people you'll ever meet. <laughs> uh, but when he comes in and misses a lift or has a bad meet, he he 
it'll get to him because he's an athlete and he's got an athletic mindset. But he's so stoic. He's just mm. like, okay, that happened. What's the next steps? How do I improve on this? How do I continue to move forward? How do I keep doing the thing? Uh, just, just a little bit built different, you know. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, try, I'll, I'll try again next week. I missed the squad, but I, you know, <laughs> didn't sleep much last night. So. <laughs> oh he my is. God. That's the best way to describe him. He's so stoic. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. Now he's one guy I'd never fucking mess with as well. Yeah, yeah. big radar. He's my height. Have you seen the size of his knuckles and yeah. his feet? That's yeah. a man. Look at his calves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he brought in his uh his son, little Oliver, and he's so staunch and cute as well. Yeah. Yeah. He was sitting like this. And that. <laughs> thing. I was like, man, he's just like his dad. Yeah, Hunk. <laughs> two very, very strong parents. It's yeah. going to be a very <laughs> strong baby. Have you uh, met him yet, Thomas? No. They've been bringing him in. They've brought him in a few times now. Oh, so, no, I need yeah. to him. Yeah, we need yeah. to charge him a casual. <laughs> yeah, he's casual. strong enough to stroll on in here. He's yeah. strong enough to do a squat. He's strong enough to pay. <laughs> <laughs> Running a business here. Oh, so good. Uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. All right. Nice. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to give us five stars. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Zero Podcast. If you want more information, head to our Instagram, zero underscore weakness. Hit the link in the bio for all of our services and any information on upcoming workshops and events. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review so we can have a broader reach and answer more people's questions. Thank you once more.